Carjackings. We haven't talked about those in the last uh, week or two, but they're back in the news, back in the headlines. Toronto police investigating once again after another car stolen last night. Police say another armed carjacking, this time at Keel in Finch, happened on Wednesday night. And for the very latest on this, here is former Toronto police officer and security analyst Dave Perry joins us here on the show. Dave, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Nice to join you. Good to have you here as always. Uh, I guess after uh, last night, this problem, it's obviously not going away. Where are we right now when it comes to a carjacking? Uh, is the problem of carjacking, is it only getting uh, worse or things getting a little better? Where exactly are we right now, do we think, Dave? We're at epidemic proportions for carjackings. <clears throat> I mean, we started seeing a lot of carjackings evolving back in the late 1990s and early 2000s, but never at a pace like we've seen in 2022, which from my understanding, uh, being only uh, the beginning of June, we've already far outpaced the number of carjackings that we had last year. So it's an epidemic and it's a serious problem. And you know what, Jeff, the scary part is most, if not all of these people are armed and some somebody's going to get seriously hurt or killed in one of these. Well, last time you and I spoke, a Toronto police just announced that they were forming kind of a special task force, if you will, to deal with this. Uh, the fact that we had another one uh, last night and this continues, as you say, you classified it as an epidemic, uh, Dave. Is this uh, telling us that uh, whatever they're doing is not working or does, does this, this task force, this special force just need a little more time, do you think? Well, I think it's a combination of things. Um, a little bit more time for sure. But uh, it, it, the sheer volume of the carjackings, which indicates to me the number of different people or gangs that are associated to it, it's not a small problem. Um, and Jeff, I'll give you a quick example. We had a, a significant rise in the late 1990s in the carjackings in, in Scarborough, where I used to be in charge of the detective office. And in a very short period of time, we ran a project and we caught, let's just call it the two people that were responsible for most of those carjackings. But today, it's a whole different picture. There are people all over the GTA, not just a couple of guys or one particular gang. There are, there are crews out there all throughout the GTA that are committing these crimes and that aren't even associated to each other. So knocking off one crew, it means it's time to get on to the next crew and the next crew, and it's going to take a while to, to get under control. Well, I was going to ask you that very question, Dave, because uh, also uh, making news when it comes to carjackings is an arrest. A, a Toronto man and a teenage accomplice, they're facing some 100 charges. Uh, I mean, obviously a significant amount of uh, charges here, but uh, this really, this uh, one arrest uh, is not going to put a dent in these uh, carjackings? That essentially this is just scratching the surface? Well, it is going to put a dent, Jeff, but it's not going to eliminate, of course, and what's interesting out of that arrest is that it would appear that these two guys were going out and and uh, carjacking vehicles for the sole purpose of using those stolen vehicles to commit other crimes. That's also very frightening and very concerning. And then you have other crews that are out there operating and they're going after, let's say, higher end vehicles for which there is a global market and they're, go they're going after that cash value. So I guess the message for anybody that's listening is, Listen, if you drive an older car and you don't think it has much value, uh, still not a reason to let your guard down and think that you couldn't become the victim of a carjacking. I think any anybody in any driving any kind of a vehicle, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you happen to be vulnerable, perhaps because you're distracted, talking on your phone or you've got your head down walking out to your car, text messaging, and you're not aware of your surroundings, 
that's that's a crime of opportunity, and you could become the of a carjacking. Yeah, our police are they uh, undoubtedly learning more about these uh, crews? Do we know any more, uh, Dave? What have you heard in terms of just how big they might be? Just uh, how sophisticated those that are behind these carjackings are. Some, like the arrest we just talked about, are, are rather disorganized and they're fairly small, but having a significant impact around stealing, carjacking many many vehicles, you know, over a short period of time. So that's that's one case. But the the more organized crews that have been at this for years, they just seem to be growing more bold and seem to be more intent on on uh, reaping the benefits of of you know carjacking vehicles and. In a lot of cases, they're in Montreal in a real hurry on a shipping container and headed across the seas to where they can be sold for even more than they're valued here in Canada. So it's it's a big market. It's a, it's a big criminal enterprise, and um, we'll see how this goes. But I've never seen anything like this here in Canada is what we've witnessed, especially this summer. Is that the best approach when you talk about uh, these cars on the way to, say, uh, Montreal? I mean, there's only so many ports, only so many ways to uh, transport or get these stolen vehicles uh, out of the country. Uh, is that the, the best uh, method to tackle this carjacking problem, is to go after these uh, ports and where they're being exported from? Yes, and I'm sure the police are doing that. This will be a, a multi-level, multi-jurisdictional investigation. I know, for example, in the GTA, there are multi-services that have joined together. I know from colleagues who are still in policing that they've had their resources shifted into this whole arena of carjackings, the high number of thefts, the um, uh, sort of IT thefts that we've heard a lot about where people are, for example, putting a tracker on somebody's car. They don't even have to follow them. They can track them remotely. And then when you're sleeping and unaware, they come to your house. They use a device to intercept your fob, and they can actually steal your your vehicle while you're sleeping. So there's a there's a whole combination of things that are happening here, but nothing new as far as the car market goes. Car thefts have always been a huge thing, especially in big cities like Toronto. The uh, carjacking has taken it to a whole new level. The organization of the technology, a whole new level. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but I know the police have uh, put tremendous resources and are going to continue until they get this thing managed. Sure. Just in our final minute, Dave, the longer this uh, goes on and continues to happen and the more and more successful uh, those behind these carjackings are, is that maybe a big concern is that they become uh, more comfortable, more confident, more emboldened to do this? Absolutely. And I think even the fact that this is getting so much attention through the media sort of tells others who want to get into this enterprise that they might want to give it a try as well. And listen, this can't be understated. These are thugs. These are people who are, a lot are, are belong to or at least connected to street gangs. They're armed. They're violent. They will use their firearm to get what they want. So if somebody resists or even appears to, to resist, or if one of these guys panics, somebody's going to get somebody's going to get shot. And and that's the biggest concern. These are armed robberies. They're horrifying for the victims. You can only imagine the trauma that people go through after something like this. So it's uh, if it's not the priority of the Toronto Police Service and the GTA Police Services today, it's certainly right up there amongst the top three. All right. Well, an important reminder and warning uh, for us all. And appreciate the update, Dave. Thank you so much for this this afternoon. Always a pleasure, Jeff. There goes former Toronto Police Officer Dave Perry with us. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.